Yes, sir. You hear that? It's love month. Yeah. It's love month on Throw Blacks. Love month. <laughs> it's funny. This used to be one day. Then it was like two weeks. Now it's the whole month. It's the whole month. It's God love it. month, man. February's episode edition, rather, of Throw Blacks. I'm J5 here with Josh Peace. Man, in the building for love month. That sounds like something Diddy would say. I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about Diddy on this episode because he's very auspicious by his disappearance. On oh, this project? <laughs> I mean, just just like period in life. Oh. Like, yeah, I mean, shit, you, you didn't see what's going on, man. You feel like he would have been in the Super Bowl had that shit not happened? Yes. <laughs> he would have definitely been yeah, on that Yeah, would have been on the front stage. Yeah, like, yeah. I Need a Girl would have definitely been ringing. Yeah, come for on, sure. man. That, oh, man. That's but, one of, that's a... Well, we could talk about it. Yeah, later we'll talk about it. We'll talk because Diddy's yeah. Diddy's part of the story. Of course, we're we're, we're of, of the album we're going to talk about today. Uh, MC, what's going on, brother? Speaking of Super Bowl, I got a couple qualms with what? Sir Usher Raymond on his song selections. We'll get into that pretty soon, though. Yeah, we could, we're going to talk all about Super Bowl uh, and and Usher and like the things that I'm thinking about after listening to this album for the past week. I really thought about like just the state of R and B. Listening to this. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I, I I was just thinking this is like the last like, and it's crazy because this came out what two thousand four four. Is this like the last like truly classic R and B album? I was gonna say the same. Like thing. niggas don't make R and B to make you dance. <laughs> they don't have R and B that has like crazy instrumentation anymore. Everything feels like bedroom R and B. Yeah, or like, they rapping. Are rapping, but everything feels like headphone bedroom. Yeah. Like this sounded big. Like this was like. This is make you dance. Like yeah. this is the album that you would dance to. I can't like like I I'm glad that we're on the same wave same same wavelength here because I've been listening to it and I was also and we'll talk about the you know of course we're talking about Usher Confessions yeah well I'll, I'll talk about all of the accolades this album got and I was like I, I looked at it, I was like you mean to tell me there's nothing else that's done this since this album came out yeah it's actually really crazy um yeah it's crazy we just got right into it without even mentioning what yeah. the album we're talking about <laughs> well they see it on the title so yeah <laughs> but usher confessions man like i i remember when this came out and you know it was an instant classic and yeah. i was in high school it wasn't like i was a big r&b guy yeah. in in high school but this came out and i was like oh this is it and um yeah man i don't think anyone's made anything up to par with this but when you think about the collaborators on this project you mm-hmm. got um shit, jimmy jam and terry lewis yeah dre and Vidal. yep uh, Jermaine Dupree, Brian Michael Cox, just like Blaze. just Blaze, Pooh Bear, mm-hmm. like the Robin Thicke wrote a song on this yep. album. Like when you think about all the collaborators and all that, this the, all the people who put this together, like music isn't like this anymore. No, it's nowadays not. the the R and B hits are written by one person, produced by another. Like it isn't, um, it just isn't this. We're losing recipes. Yeah. When you think about before <laughs> this time, you had the Motown era, and you had all these different eras of music where People were just making all like they were collaborating and making these records. Right. It's not like that anymore. No, I mean, and I, I think, and it's funny that you say that too because I think the one album, and that's why it did so successful. The one album that did that in the past year is Victoria Monet. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a great example of it. But even one still, Solid Vision. Yeah, even still with Victoria, like I still I feel like you know she wrote a lot of that. Yeah. Like it's not like this album, like. People don't know, like Jermaine Dupri wrote a lot of this album. Yeah, it was his, like this we'll, is his story. Yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we'll talk about it a little later, but this was his story, yeah. and you know, a lot of controversy came from that. But it was also an album that had a lot of controversy that came with it. Yeah, and there there was a lot of intrigue that came with perfect Usher. storm. Yeah, it was a perfect storm of, of just drama that was coming with this album. Yeah. And I think that like I I, I really want to like also talk about like Usher as an artist. I was mentioning to my wife the other day because she mentioned like during his Super Bowl performance. 
he said something to the effect of like a lot of people said that I couldn't be here. A lot of people said I couldn't make it. She was like, why did he say that? And I was like, because during the pandemic, I don't even know if like people remember this conversation, the versus conversation. I mean, versus, but then people like it's so funny, man. Shout out to Usher. Shout out to his team, his management. Him in this residency mm-hmm. has made people forget that stretch of like 2000. I would even say like eight yeah. to, <laughs> to to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he had an album with Zaytoven. <laughs> he had the album where his face was breaking apart on the cover. Like hard to love. <laughs> wasn't good albums. I'm sorry. Like Usher, legend in his forever for Confessions. But a lot of the shit after Confessions wasn't great. Remember versus the album. It was like a 10 track yeah, song like, with uh, DJ Got Me Falling In Love on there. Yeah, like, you know, and and he caught hits after Confessions, you mm-hmm. know, oh my God. But um, yeah. but it was never like, yo, it was never that. And and I think people kind of forgot about that when yeah. he went into the, the residency and went into his just nostalgia bag. And yeah, that's why it's like, yeah, people didn't think you'd be here because nigga, you kind of fell off. Yeah. I mean, could you say fall off or would you say, would you say like he got to the highest of heights? And with Usher, there was really nowhere else to go. Like he was still relatively young when this album came out. He was in his, he was like mid twenties or something. Like yeah, that. I just feel like I don't know. I just I'm a very harsh critic on a lot of the stuff that came after this. Yeah, and it was very much just like middle of the road. Like Usher could have been, you know, Maxwell. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like there's an artist that's like you putting out music and shit, but it ain't never what you did in the past. Well, I think what it was. <clears throat> And and shout like, out to Maxwell. I love Maxwell. He's first person came to mind. I'm a big Maxwell fan. <laughs> I think what what comes to mind too is that like, and this is like not even talk about this album because we're gonna we're gonna have glowing praise for this album. I think that for this first section, I think it's good that we talk about like where Usher is now or where he has been before. Yeah, the we can talk about where he is now because <laughs> yeah, even the album he just put out is <laughs> <just> a stinker. <laughs> It's crazy because there's some songs I like on this album, but I'm also like, come on. A Town Girl is like, I said, all right, man. Like, what are we doing? I like the the Ruin record uh, with Fields. Yeah, the that, that was good. sounding one. Uh, I like Good Good. I didn't like Good Good. Good Good, but we still good. That's such a funny <laughs> ass thing to say. <laughs> but like, Usher to me, and he does it on his album too, he's chasing trends. I yeah. think that with, with, with Usher on Confessions, we'll talk about a lot of the trends that he was kind of adjacent to or he was in the mix of at the time. But afterwards, he's chasing trends. I mean, Hard to Love, he had a song called No Limit with Thug on it. And he's in there dancing with uh, all the ATL kids who was dancing and shit, like the, yeah, uh, like I mean, the Michi niggas. Like. And we, we're going to talk about it with, the, with even Confessions. I mean, Confessions was a little bit of chasing trends if you yeah. think about the moment. You know, a record like Yeah. Yeah. Um, a record like Throwback, even mm-hmm. that was in the the, the Rockefeller, yeah, the rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like he, but he did it in the most tasteful way on this album, right. and it really, um, I think it was just so new. No one else was doing that. I think you know he even he talks about this album a little bit and how he he wanted to make it so real because Eminem, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was an inspiration for how real this album was. And like, and you think about the records this album broke. I believe Eminem put an album out this year too. Oh shit! I think he did. Didn't he put out album in 2004? Was, was that it, um, was it the year before or no? It was 2002. Was 2004. It was two. What well, encore? Yeah, two encore. 2004. It was like it would come out after that. But then I think that he's more still talking about like Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, definitely. Like that that kicked it off because that came out two years before this, and that kicked off like, oh man, I got to really talk about something here. But I think oh, that, he's bringing up what happened in 02. That would have been Eminem show if he's talking about 02. oh Eminem show. Yeah, Marshall Eminem Mathers show. Was, Eminem show. I'm sorry. Uh, 2000. I got the Eminem show CD. When we were on a trip to DC in in uh, middle school, or, or yeah, I think uh, everybody has that CD, right? 
Everybody, like literally everybody should have that CD, right? I, I had it. I, Josh didn't have that CD. I'm like, hey, what the fuck you even say that? Everybody <laughs> should have that CD. CD. Everybody has that. It is on record. What Eminem CD, Josh? It is on record that Josh does not own any Eminem no, songs. I've Eminem never CD. owned an Eminem album. I've downloaded and ripped and burned. Yeah. I've never bought an Eminem album. Maybe the first one. What was the first one? Eminem on the cover? Slim Shady LP. Slim Shady LP. And then what was the second one called? Uh, Marshall Mathers. LP. Marshall Mathers. I, LP. I bought those two. I'll yeah. give them those two. Okay. okay. I give them those two. I definitely remember Marshall Mathers LP had like the, he was like in a barn. Like, not a barn, but like. It was like in a, a outside a house. Yeah. Outside a house. I mean, that was a His real. House. <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Doing this. Yeah. Detroit. But um, I, I think, you know, with Usher, after Confessions, it got kind of shaky. Because one thing we'll notice when we talk about this album, just kind of in its totality, Usher takes very long breaks. Yeah. between albums he did not put out another album until 2008 after this mm-hmm. like he took a very long break he didn't really need to i mean I, like he tore it off this album for years yeah he didn't need to put out anything else but i think that like it gave him time to like kind of look at the landscape and i think at that like that long layover do you feel as though he was like i can't i'm not making any trends so i gotta hop on another trend in order to do that because here i stand comes out and he's already on snap and he's already yeah. on a lot of different i mean stuff. he had the record with jeezy which yeah. great record that's <laughs> yeah. what i think about usher like and i and i'll give him this all of his records after confessions at least had like one little hit on yeah it. like a little like loving this club is close fire like yeah. he, did he perform that during super yes bowl? he did it, well he did what well, yeah the medley the, the medley was let's crazy to the super bowl real quick i didn't like that either I I didn't I mean but my thing is it's always hard with those performances because you have to you have to medley minutes. it up yeah thirteen minutes but then also you got to think about what we've seen in the past from Super Bowl performers mm-hmm. they've been super stars yeah like Usher's probably the smallest superstar we've had to perform I, I don't well here's the thing I think you say that now yes if he did this ten if he did this 20 years ago i don't think we're saying who, that. i mean but who like who are you like, put him up against rihanna I think, he, I think he should have been up there before maroon 5 i mean yeah okay that's a good <laughs> like he should have no, been up there no no I, I don't even think about maroon 5 before in the bruno this. before bruno mars for sure yes but it's like you're thinking about see when that when they were doing bruno mars and maroon 5 those yeah. were very much of the moment yeah like Usher, yeah. If you saying Usher should did it in two thousand three or two four or something like that, then yeah, that makes sense. But I, I, I was sure to say they could have did it in any time in the early twenty tens because he still had confessions and he was still kind of buzzing. I mean, uh, here I stand still did really good. I'm numbers. just looking at the last the Rock Nation era <laughs> of Super Bowl performances because honestly, yeah. anything before Rock Nation, if you ain't Prince. Yeah, or Beyonce. Yeah, you know, like well, Beyonce is the Rock Nation era too. I think. No, she was before. Oh, she was before. Yeah, if you, you know, it's only certain caliber. I think yeah. about the Rock Nation era and then the superstars that have done it. Right. Anything in between that was just fluff. Like it, it made me go back the other day. I actually watched, and it's fucked up. Is it fucked up to say this? <clears throat> I went back and watched Michael Jackson's the '93. Oh yeah. And I said, I was, I was like, this was the moment when this the halftime performance was a thing. Yeah. The Michael Jackson performance was when it, that nigga was stunting on a whole nother level for 13 sure. minutes. He stood up, nigga, he stood there in the, in, on the stage for two minutes and didn't move. Yeah. And yeah. niggas was just cheering. I mean, that was like a concert. Like, yeah. they, they might have gave him more than 15 minutes. Like, and I, I was like, imagine this nigga doing this for free. Because you know they don't pay niggas. Yeah. <laughs> imagine him doing this for free. He, he had like the, I don't know if y'all remember this, he had the people hold up the signs. To make the kids. Oh, yeah. Without Because he did heal the word of the end with yeah. all the kids coming out. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if this is aged very well. But it, <laughs> he had it all. He had them all come out. I was like, bro, he killed it. But now it's like, it, it's so much of a thing that now we're looking at it like the superstars have got to be the only people there. But I was sure to say the NFL probably missed the Usher moment. 
in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I won't say that. I mean, I guess at the time, maybe like yeah. I'm trying to look right now who performed in 2000, the 2010s. Yeah, like 2003, even like you, you know, yeah, Shania Twain, no doubt in Ugh. 2003. You had U2 no. in 2002. Ugh. Like it wasn't for niggas well, back 2000, then. Yeah. 2004 was the infamous Janet, Janet Jackson. Justin. Yeah, but then you got to think it was up, uh, Janet, things up. Justin, Jessica Simpson, Nelly, Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, like it was very much like they were just capturing the moment right. of the time. So it's like I. I Paul McCarthy after that, Rolling Stones, <laughs> Prince. They was not on niggas for a minute. Bruce huh? Springsteen, The Who performed in 2010. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really think about all these because, like, NFL is very much doing NFL shit. Yeah. We're going to have some legacy act that nobody give a fuck about perform. Like, I'm right to literally get up and eat. Like, that, that's what I was saying, too, because somebody was like, how come they not up during that halftime performance getting up and dancing? I'm like, because they don't give a fuck about yeah. it. Like, people don't get, that's for us at home. That's not for them in the arena. Like, a lot of people don't give a fuck about that. But, like, to your point, Josh, like, they might have missed the moment, but I also feel like with Usher, it's like, when would have been that moment? When would have been that time? I think the perfect time was probably now, yeah. after the conversation, especially during the pandemic, when they were like, yo, I don't think Usher could do it. Could he do a Super Bowl? Is he better than Chris Brown? Like, that was a conversation and niggas was having. That's my thing, too, about Usher, too. Like, he had to go through this yeah like he had to go through the residency and and really show that like i'm the goat performer yeah. damn near and like the skating thing and like making that a trend yeah. and, like it was just like this was the perfect storm for him i couldn't have seen any other time even as good as this album was right and so back to my original point of him being like the smallest superstar when you think about his performance it's like usher got hits but he ain't got like smash global everybody Josh. know it hits yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, it's one of them, but it's like, that's like the one. Like, when you think about Rihanna, Beyonce, they got multiple of the motherfuckers. You remind me? I bet you they got a billion streams. Uh, we could check. I bet you you remind me got a billion streams. I just think it's we like- We didn't even get to hear that on Sunday. Yeah, like, that, and, that, and to my point, Be like- You know why you didn't get to hear that? Because, like, that is from an era that, and we're talking about it today, like, that's from an era that, like, for some strange reason he chooses to forget. Like, it's for, for him, his career is, like, 8701 on. But and anything before that, he's not fucking with. But also with a record like you remind me, it just takes too long. It's like that's a good, that's a great song. It's a yeah. song. It ain't a smash hit. Like your grandma don't know you remind me. Yeah, your grandma know. Yeah, she hear that. She like, oh, little, that little John. Like it's just a, but <laughs> like it's just, and that's to my point. I think he just didn't have those smashes, bro. And that's why it felt like, damn, what, like what was this, man? Yeah, <laughs> this haircut, man. Yeah, he man. was he was doing the 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 faux hawk. Everybody had that on looking for myself. What year did it come out? Twenty twelve. This was like the the oh the, that was with climax on it. Yeah, yeah climax was it? Climax was a hit. A hundred million streams. People on like Spotify. climax. I didn't like climax. Numb was on there. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like it, it, a lot of it was chasing trends at the time, but a lot of it is songs that he performed in his residency. That was another thing that had people thinking that Russia was washed. Was he was doing a res a residency. And I feel like residencies are looked at a little bit differently now. And I think he helped kind of push. Oh, definitely. Push that I mean, they're about to change too. Fucking Beyonce's about to do a residency. Yeah, <laughs> she's not washed. You know what I'm saying? Like Adele did one. She's for certain. Yeah. She's for certain not washed. You know what I mean? Like Usher did a hundred fucking performances, which is crazy to think about. He was doing them shits every weekend. Yeah, it's just yeah. wild. And now the hundred and one one, the hundred and first performance in Vegas was at the Super Bowl. Like that is a huge deal. And I think when we look back at his career, we could say like, damn, it, it, almost unthinkable. That it could be him as an artist doing this, but he was an artist that kind of reinvents himself every single time. Even if we call it chasing trends, he might call it reinventing himself. We just saw him with a full hawk on the fucking yeah. looking for myself album cover, 
this is a guy that, that's that's able to kind of be a, a chameleon and blend into different styles anyway. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And I think, um, you know, it, it's a testament to how how hard of a worker he is. Yeah. I think that's really one of the things that I, I really got from just this whole, this era of his career. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is really a hard worker and he's from the old school where it's like, yes. you have to put in the work to get to this point. Um, you know, that, and that's what's lacking in arm, you know? Yeah. A lot of it's just like, <clears throat> um, off of pure talent. This is a gripe I have about a lot of music now. It's like, it's a lot of talented rappers and singers and everything. It's a lot of talented everything, but it's like, are you going to put in the work behind that talent? Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to make you great. The greatest. And I think it's it's really a lost start. I mean, just to get into his career, just so we can walk through his career. Usher started out his career or was born in Texas, moved to Tennessee, then is moved to uh, move over to Atlanta. Uh, he was in like he was in Star Search. Oh shit! He was in Star Search when he was a kid, yeah. and, and that's how. <clears throat> and before that, he was in a boy group called New Beginnings, I believe. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, and and his mom pulled him out of that. It was like this shit ain't happening. It's not working. And uh, LaFace found him. Uh, and at Star Search, when he was about thirteen years old, and they they signed him to a to a deal, which eventually led to his first album, the self titled uh, album in nineteen ninety four. I was telling you guys today, a lot of people don't remember that he had a a, a self titled album. A lot of people think his career started in my way. It's funny, I, I remember that album just because like that's I remember that cover and like my parents having that CD. So young on the cover. Yeah, but I remember my parents having that CD and thinking of you was on that. So that was just like one of them like. Yes, yes, y'all. Like, yeah, you know, that, that <laughs> yeah. style of R and B. Like, he's he's went through so many different eras of R and B. That was like the soul for real era, yeah, like the Candy like, Ray era. Yeah. Type. So, uh, and and I don't know that record. That that record really reminds me of my childhood a lot. Um. So yeah, no, nah, Usher was definitely um that first album. Yeah, that's the beginning of his career. I can't believe people only think of My Way. It's crazy to think that, but I, but I mean, like, again, it's especially the black people. My Way, iconic album. Well, you know my thing mean? is, it's just like. My way is when he started dancing. Yeah, I don't know if Usher was dancing before My Way. I I got to look at that Star Search performance. I'm pretty sure he he might have. I mean, he might have been doing some little moves. My yeah. Way. <laughs> that was the whole fucking uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, video was he and... with uh, the clown? Uh, uh, Tommy the clown was it? Was he in that video? Nah, I feel like I don't he think was. So. Was he? Hell no. Nah. Like Tommy was. the clown was popping. Wasn't popping in. Hell no. Nah. Like he was. Uh, nah, definitely not. His first song was uh, "Call Me a Mac" that was on the soundtrack to Poetic Justice. That's crazy. That was his first solo song. Uh, of course, he was on LaFace. So we just talked about LaFace Records last episode. Outcast was on the label at that time already. Uh, also, TLC was there. Was the Money Makers yeah. on LaFace at that time? And everything was kind of like looked at like you got to do what TLC is doing, or you're not doing shit. So eventually, uh, Usher released his self-titled debut, uh, co-executive produced by by Sean P. Diddy Combs. Yeah, y'all remember the story about Usher saying him and Diddy used to live together when yeah, he was thirteen. <laughs> And everybody I mean, was like, don't want to, but first, <laughs> like, wait, what? What are you? What are you saying here? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's produced albums, so I get that. But there was another story about them like fighting for Siri or yeah. some shit. That's the story you're talking about. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't have said that story. I feel like really like I feel it's it's very it's very like bittersweet that he gets this moment and somebody who was so influential to his career because you had Jermaine Dupri on stage there, mm-hmm. uh, Lil John was on stage there. Um, Two guys that were influential to his career. P. Diddy was like the guy who like put him out there. That's crazy. That I, you mentioned I need a girl. That's a smash that should have been performed there. Your, your Dude, parents know I need a girl. You can't do that. You can't, can't do it. But dog, <laughs> I know he wanted to throw that in there. I know he wanted to just uh, a little two steps. Oh, man. I mean, again, I just got an un- underrated feature 
thing too. Like New Flame can't do that either. Yeah, can't do New Flame either. It's crazy. Like he he can't touch that. But uh, the thing is, is that a lot of people had issues with this album. They had issues with the subtitled album because he was at like he was like age fourteen talking about sex and getting in mac and hose. And I was like, I think that just come from P. Diddy writing the songs. <laughs> I think that's yeah, really I mean, where it come from. And that's what it was. I think people should know that or should have known that. Like, you know, these, these R&B at the time was very much older people writing yeah. songs for younger people. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they weren't. And, and again, like people didn't. I think, again, the pearl clutching was crazy back then anyway. It was, it was, it was different. P. Diddy was looked at how he was looked at. He was hanging with gangsters and he's got a child, a God-fearing child. It's thinking about sex. But after that album came out, uh, didn't do too well. Didn't do too well at all. And LaFace was very uh, adamant about possibly going another way with Usher. And Usher took time. It took him three years to come out with another album in 1997. Uh, that, that was uh, My Way. Uh, and that, that album came out of the friendship with Jermaine Dupri and Atlanta. Jermaine Dupri took him under his wing and said, hey, let me... I'm already a hit maker. At this point, he's already a hit maker. My oh, boo yeah. was already out. Chris Cross had already been out. DeBrat had already been out. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupri was one of the biggest producers in the game. I feel like a lot of people still don't put no respect on his name, too. I mean, shit. I don't know how they can't. He's still producing shit right now. That yeah. money long record that's going crazy, that's him. Yeah. Like, um, Made for me is Jermaine Dupri? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad fucking man. Bro, God bro, damn. What is it now? What is it now? One, two, three decades? Yeah. If I'm having like yeah. a hit on Billboard, like there like there needs to be a Grammy fucking wing for all of his songs. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And and Usher and Jermaine Dupri, I say this right now, I think one of like the best duo to me. One of the mm. best duos, if not the best duo in terms of just creating albums together. Like a lot of people will credit Jermaine Dupri for like reviving Mariah Carey's uh, career. Absolutely. I, I think Jermaine Dupri also helped create Usher's career as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, th- when he got on, when he started working with Jermaine Dupri is when you started to see the full capabilities of Usher yeah. as an artist. Yeah. You know, the look, um, the dancing, the singing, like it was all there. And uh, it was like the right time, I think, too, because mm-hmm. you just think about like the MTV era and like not having any like black Singers. stars who were like, who were friendly yeah. to the world. Yeah. I think Usher was that. He filled that void completely. Because, I mean, around this time, Michael Jackson was kind of... Yeah, but even you think about the off. R&B singers of that time, they were a little bit older and they are a little more street. Yeah. Yeah, like the Dave Hollisters yeah. of the world. R. Kelly. Joe's, R. Kelly. Yeah, they yeah. were all kind of like street. Like, but, you know... Usher had the baby face. Baby face, yeah. yeah. You know, the baby face. And, and then again, he was the only guy that we had that was going to possibly stand toe-to-toe with the NSYNCs and the Backstreet Boys who was popping at that time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they was, he was the only person that was on TRL next to those guys yep. as far as singers go. So, led by the single, You Make Me Wanna, one of the one of the dirtiest Mac <laughs> songs, possibly on radio. Did he do that? He didn't do it. He, well, he, no, he didn't do You Make Me Wanna, did he? he did You Make Me Wanna. That's crazy. I don't I remember the exact melody. I gotta watch it again, too, because, like, uh, I watched it live I was just, I was just unimpressed. You honestly. came in and said this is one of the worst Super Bowl performances. Yeah, of all time. I was just unimpressed. Honestly, like it's just not enough of the songs. When he did, um, I mean, I'm just just jumping. But when he did, nice and slow. Yeah, had the little meme like, "What time does Usher say?" Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't I make it that. corny. Yeah. You're, you're making it. Now you're making it corny. Don't make it corny. <laughs> That's what it was. You say it that bad. <laughs> What was that from? Was that from like a show or something? It was. It, it, it was it from a show or a meme or something? Do you know, Mark? It was from I'm pretty s- sure it's TikTok. There'd be the kids walking around in high school like, um, 
Yeah, uh, actually, we asked their teachers like, "Yeah, what time did Usher? Uh, what time did Usher was on? What time was Usher on the uh, cruising the streets in his drop top?" Yeah, yeah they gotta say at seven o'clock, or they or they move on to the next teacher or something like that. That's Those TikTok sh- moments can end up being things that blow shit up like that. I didn't like that. That was incorporated into. But the you like that he's self aware though. I didn't like how that was. I didn't like how that was put into the performance at all. <laughs> but think with the clock on the. Yeah, uh, I was just like, this shit is corny. <laughs> but then it's just my gripe was that everything was too fast. Yeah. It was yeah. like you were just doing half a bar it, song it, here. It felt fa- like the, th- the thing that got me, had me fucked up is that I thought Super Bowl performances were longer. They're all 13 minutes. Yeah, 13 minutes. And he fought for an extra two minutes and didn't even use it. Yeah. And I don't know. It just felt very fast. Um, I felt like he wasn't singing enough. Yeah. So there was like points where it was like a little like quiet mm-hmm. and he was just doing more dancing and breathing, Yeah, which, you know, I, it's tiring to be doing that shit. So I get it. But um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite at all. Uh, you make me wanna was one of the songs in there. My way was another one. My way is uh, my shit. He had a he had a number one hot, a Billboard Hot 100 number one in this time in '97. It was it was Sharks out there, and yep. Sync was out. Backstreet Boys was out. Eminem was out. Mad Niggas was out already making waves. Number one for Nice and Slow. That was the as a kid. Why was we listening to that? That song nasty. I mean, that shit was just a record. It was a jam. Everything <laughs> about it goes back to just that my earlier point about like coming together and make a record like, yeah you know you had geniuses putting that record together and it's Absolutely. just like everything about it the melody the guitar the everything was just like damn this is fire my way would go on to become six times platinum and st- like he's decorated yeah he's decorated he is a superstar josh no i mean he's, he, okay there's usher and then there's rihanna <laughs> like i'm like we talking but about that's unfair, has, that's she unfair. Gone it's not unfair. has she gone diamond i'm pretty sure she won more than six times platinum she might have won diamond Ante, what's, um, what's Ante? I mean, I'm, I'm, Look I got a little navy, I got a little navy badge on my chest. I don't know if she went diamond. She ain't went diamond. She ain't gone diamond. I'm talking about as far as male R and B, bro. She like, I think Ante might be five. Shout out to Usher. Shout out to Rihanna as well. I love both of them as artists. When you talk about big hit records, come on, man. He he ain't got it like her. I think Josh is just saying he's not stadium status and he's more arena status, but he fills up an arena pretty decent, even though he can't, he might be able to be, well, I'm not going to say right. he might not be able to fill out SoFi, but now, I think that's just a lot I think more he things could that now. I, I, don't I think, think he, he could hit now. SoFi if he's torn. Like, let's keep he it real. Now. He's not he hitting SoFi on his tour. He got a tour coming up. He's not hitting SoFi. Because it's this new music, baby. Okay. <laughs> I'm but we're shitting you. on his catalog. That's what I'm at. I'm like, does this Super Bowl defeat the allegations of his catalog? Or are we still going to keep putting three Justin Timberlake albums in the in the conversation and just trying to entertain that? I don't think that he's definitely better. Than, he's it. definitely a bigger star than Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I mean, I, I like his music more than Justin Timberlake. Bigger star is a, it's a stretch. Justin today White. he is. Justin Timberlake can't even get people yeah. to listen to his shit. Today, today. is true. Yeah, that's a good point. Like that, that, like that nigga's struggling today. What, what did Anti get, Mark? Anti is six times platinum. She also has another six time platinum album. I'm assuming it. Yep, it's Good Girl Gone Bad. Usher's Diamond. Whether you're just discovering your voice or taking your show to the next level, you know what the world needs to hear. All you have to do is say it. With Spotify, set up your podcast, your food podcast, your mindfulness podcast, your Never Thought You'd Get This Far podcast, and watch those sparks fly. Drop the episode anywhere people listen and find out who they're cooking with, where they're finding inner balance, and why they love your show. 
You're already a creator. Now you can create, connect, and get paid for your passion with one single free tool. Spotify for podcasters. Talk where the world listens. You just released a new episode on Spotify, but don't just release episodes. Stand out on the world's most popular listening platform, wherever your show is hosted, with Spotify for podcasters. So don't just publish a podcast. Guide listeners to recommended content, featured episodes, and more. Don't just talk to your listeners. Use Q&As and polls to engage fans where they already are. Don't just check your stats. Find out where on Spotify you're being discovered and more. Tap a global audience of over 500 million. Then turn those listeners into fans with Spotify for podcasters. Anyway, okay. uh, in between uh, My Way and his next album, Usher will start acting. He was on Moesha. I forgot about this. Yeah, Moesha, uh, Faculty. Faculty, yeah. Um, there's another movie he was in. Oh, man. I, I, faculty, was, I remember. That. I saw that in theaters at the Magic. He was, the Faculty is a, is a, was a, I'm not supposed to be watching this. My parents got me the ticket to go see it and told me to go have fun. Classic. Uh, back in the day uh but in between that like usher like really wasn't doing a lot of music in between all of that like 97 would, would pass 98 would pass 99 would pass 2000 would pass as well uh he originally wanted to start dropping uh start recording his third album which was going to be called all about you uh but after a single called pop your collar did not do as well as he the label and he thought it would he went back to the drawing board uh and then he pr- pretty much came back with 8701 uh, which also dropped on that same day of August 7th, 2001. Uh, and at this time, uh, Usher was also moved over to uh, Arista at the time because uh, LaFace had folded for the first time after that. Yeah, no, and I, I want to mention also Usher was in Light It Up, which was another movie at that time. <laughs> that movie? Was that, was that like that a was dance like a poli- movie? No, that was the one where they're like the, he was at a school and the police like barricaded. Oh, They barricaded yes! themselves in the school yes! and... Yeah, Rosario Dawson was in that too. Random movie. Yeah, that, it, it, and everyone wanted to go see that too. It was like it was dark outside. Yeah. All I remember was it being dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that shit was not good. It wasn't good. Uh, but eighty-seven on one continued the partnership between uh, Usher and Jermaine Dupri, and it spawned a lot of different uh, a lot of different songs that he reaped the benefits from, including "You Remind Me," "You mm-hmm. Got It Bad," and "You Don't You Don't Have to Call," uh, which <laughs> that's all from the same album, yeah. Josh. No, those, those records. Those records. He didn't do You Don't Have to Call. He didn't? Uh-uh. No. Damn, I, think I, was... I, I think I seen some tweets that said he might not have. I don't know. I don't know. This the thing about Twitter. You read a couple of tweets and you're like, I don't know what the sources is with this. But then I just read the tweets that say, oh, yeah, he doesn't have the permission or the licensing to, to uh, perform this record. Anything. I'm like, what licensing would he be what's missing? The license? It, what, no what's license. the license? He, at this point, he, he probably he has to ask Pharrell to perform it. Yeah, there's no licensing. He probably owns the record at this point, right? Or or some whatever publishing owns the record. He probably has permission to the do that. The thing shit. about records like that though, and that's another reason why I feel like that about his catalog in general, it's like it takes a little bit of time for that song to pop, build up. Oh, oh, actually, he did do You Don't Have to Call because I remember him saying he, he didn't say uh, Ask My Nigga For Real. He just didn't say nothing. Um, and that's when they stopped and they didn't go any further. I gotta go back and watch it, man. I honestly was not impressed. I was over. Yeah, it, you so don't have I to call it. his third record. Now I'm looking. Yeah, at Yeah, he did do my it. way. My way kicked it off. Yeah, he has Confessions Records. Uh, you'd have to call. Ends up being this one of the only two records that he performed from '87 '01, and then we got the mixture of what we got uh, at the end there with those later records. Yeah, what what a weirdly paced. I liked it, but it was very weirdly right. paced and did it did go too. It, it was too short. 
But um, one of the first, you don't have to call it amazing Neptune's beat too. One of their, that's probably one of their best beats. One of the only ones that hasn't aged like fucking spoiled milk. <clears throat> yeah, that's like literally one of their best beats. Have you heard Super Thug lately? I mean, Super Thug's a good beat. Neptune's is Neptune's <laughs> beats are good because they you know they're Neptune's beats as soon as you hear them. I don't know, man. Some of them, some of them beats did not age well. I think you know. I think uh, what's what's the Jay Z one? Give it to me, age well. Uh, I think you don't have to call it age well. Change clothes, age well. Hell no. <laughs> Change clothes is terrible. <laughs> Change clothes is a bad beat. I don't, I don't think it's a bad beat. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, even, even remember when Change Clothes came out and everyone was like, I thought Jay Z was about to be on the hard shit for Black. <laughs> I like the Change Clothes beat. That's that's you don't have to call. That's you don't have to call. I'm tripping. I like that beat. I like that beat. That shit sound like the beginning of a UPN sitcom, nigga. I like that beat, man. Like, if you would have told me that was the the intro to in the house with LL Cool J, I would have you. <laughs> oh my god, who the fucking believe you? All right, <laughs> in, a, in an alternate world, <laughs> in an alternate world, if Pharrell pulls off what he originally wanted to do and give you don't have to call to Michael Jackson, how big do you think that record would have been? I wouldn't have been that big. Oh, really? you know what, man? Nah. Michael Jackson would have sounded crazy on that shit. I, wish I, I like it would have sounded all right. If you rock my world was good. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Not too far away. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Michael no. Jackson would have sounded good on that. The late Michael Jackson shit was fire. That's the thing, man. Yeah. Mike, his late shit that he was doing. Butterflies? Bruh. I still listen to that song to this day. Invincible with the Biggie verse? Yeah. I said, how do you get this shit? This nigga dead. <laughs> Mike actually was kind of like. He was a thug. Yeah, he was out here. <laughs> One of the best ever. Come on. I, I Hey. I don't know about Michael on Neptune's beats, man. I want I really actually, I want an AI that like we got somebody got to do AI of Michael Jackson. You don't have to call. That that would be strange, but I would. I, okay, I, you I, said it was originally it was originally for him. It was yeah. for it was for him. Yeah, yeah. We got somebody out there. I know someone listening knows how to do AI uh, remixes. Let's hear that. Put butterflies over it. No, they just do like Michael Jackson singing. You don't have to call. I've seen Rihanna singing Tim's songs, so I know they can do it. <laughs> yeah, I believe there's a there was a clip of Pharrell actually saying he wanted to give it to Michael, and I forgot who on Michael's team ended up telling Pharrell this. He was like, "Yeah, we don't really want the soft records from you. We want the shit that you give in the rappers." So he didn't get a chance to give that. He didn't get the chance to give that to Michael. Oh why did uh, Michael want? Why did Michael want that? <laughs> Crazy. He wanted to sing on "Light Your Ass on Fire." That's what he wanted. <laughs> That, that beat sounds terrible. Yeah. No, it does. Okay, all right. Hold on. Wait, like wait. No. It's not like oh, a nigga farting on the beat. Oh my god. It's not like a nigga farting on the beat. Come on, man. Okay, I give you. Um, I give you. Cot damn. I give you. Cot damn. Off the clips album. That one. That one <laughs> Cot damn was fire. Cot damn was fire. A lot of you're not playing. It blows my mind. Blows my. Hell no. Stop it. No, man. Drop it. Is nigga still fucking with drop it like it's hot? The beat. Yes, nigga. All those beats is hard. Nigga, still fucking with this. I, I mean, I, I, I'm Neptune's production didn't age that terrible to me. I, I, there's some other production that aged terrible, way worse. Who? I'm not gonna say. All right, names. yeah, Neptune. I'm from Virginia. He's from Virginia too. I can, but oh, we're not gonna talk about. You just to say <laughs> We're just gonna keep it pushing. We're just gonna keep it pushing. No. Niggas not fucking with uh did he do Can't Stand the Rain? No, he didn't do Can't Stand the Rain. No, he didn't. He Can't didn't Stand the Rain by, by who? Missy. Missy, yeah. Oh, Tim uh, I think Missy did that. I think Missy did that. 
P- P- who, who did that? Because the thing is, people don't people forget Missy's a producer. Yeah, by all means, they they was all in a, in a team together. Damn, what Timbaland beats him? Niggas wasn't fucking with uh. The only thing I could get, in, I could, I could have in my mind right now. Oh, the now. rain is the rain is produced by Timbaland. Oh, it is. Uh, Missy's an oh, executive producer. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> good for him. He got some other terrible beats. He about to line some up for Justin in a month. Remember Ugly? <laughs> All right. What, 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 I love Bubba Sparks records. Come on. Okay, if uh, we're, it's out, it's a little bit out of a little bit out of subject as we're talking about Pharrell's uh, <laughs> Pharrell's ventures. I think about Michael doing "You Don't Have to Call" or Prince doing "Frontin," and I don't know oh. which one I would have wanted more. Prince on "Frontin" would have been fire. Prince like on front end would have been nuts. Prince would have been playing a doom 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 doom. You think it would have been fire? It could have been. Prince, uh, my thing though, I can't, I, it's hard for me to hear Prince on Over like, electronic beats? Yeah, over shit that he didn't produce and shit that's just like, I hear Michael more than Prince for sure. Uh, uh, I, I, I think Prince would have probably wanted to take front end and redo it. I think he would have wanted to make it his and give Pharrell like a little credit. <laughs> just for him like redoing his shit so <laughs> that, that would have been how prince did it but um 8701 does what it does one is one of the i i have to say this too and we it's something we hating we big hating but we're gonna get to the album in a second 8701 cover is kind of ass what Was is this why yeah uh, it's a classic waving. the sunset in the back with his titties out oh you hit the gym you, you you hit the gym you deserve to do that you look <laughs> I don't the hit the gym. I'm not going to do that. If I was in the gym, by all means, I'm all chest right. out everywhere. All right, whatever. All right. So for his fourth album, Lester takes quite a quite a shorter break this time from 2001 to 2004. Um, and, and Usher and Jermaine Dupri chose to get personal on the album called Confessions, uh, delving into topics that had a lot of people outraged, but also alternatively very glued into what the situation was. And to make matters worse, Chili from TLC, who Usher had been dating for a couple of years at that point, they had broken up a little bit before the album came out, and a lot of people thought that these songs on the album were about her. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting time. This is like before social media, but yep. this is like you know prime gossip yeah. era, <laughs> and the radio was a lot of like facilitator for a lot of that shit. I so. heard. Yeah, it was a lot of like misinfo and God people for- like that. Thank um, God for that, yo. It would social media today would have just ruined the entire album by the time that it even came out. Oh, there would be no there would be no lore to this album if it happened in 2024, bro. They would have had the pit. You see what happened to Boss Man D-Lo? They would have had Usher on the, on the in the bed, bruh. They would have had the pictures out, son. It would have oh been gosh. good. It would have been good, bro. But we find out later uh, within that what the real story was. So let's just go ahead and get into confessions. Uh, we could, I mean, the intro is is what it is. I actually really like that intro. It's like his brother produced that too, which is random. That's crazy. Um, but it's like a very like serious neo soul ass intro. Yeah, it is. Doom, 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 doom. These are my. <laughs> <laughs> and then out of nowhere, peace up, a town down. Is that like a conscient conscientious effort to put Yeah as the first song on the on the CD? That's very much like a, a label executive effort. Yeah, I think like CEO La Reed was like, all right. Kicking us off a yeah. Yeah. The the song had been number one on the charts at that time for four weeks before the album dropped. So it was a perfect storm again mm-hmm. of that album being hot. And and I feel like people don't do this enough. They don't release when they're hot at their at the peak of an album. Like they don't drop an album when the song is number one. It's usually number one happens after or it happened yeah. months before. I don't know. People don't have plans and rollouts no more. True. So it's like, you know, records don't even catch on until after the album's out. Yeah. 
No one has a single anymore. Yeah, music is all fucked up now. <laughs> it, it makes honestly nothing made me more depressed about how shit is now. And I, I I feel like it's like old men on the porch yelling at kids. But like this album made me feel really sad because it it takes you back to a, to a point into a moment. Yeah, it takes you back to that moment. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a feel good record. One of the best R and B songs of all time. Like yeah. one of the best club songs of all time. It comes on and you know what the fuck to do. Introduced us to the A Town Stomp. We didn't know what the fuck that was until they said what it was. <laughs> It was very Atlantic. Lil John, we talked about trends at that time. Lil John coming off a, a 2003 that that had him kind of, uh, I mean, perfect song for Lil John as well. Chappelle Show came around around the yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It was like Chappelle Show, all the records he had with Eastside Boys. Yeah. He's producing for other people, mm-hmm. and then this came out, and this just was like out of here. And then it was like, yeah, like I think Freakily came out first. Yeah, and that was already we was already, that was like new. Yeah, and it was tearing up the charts, but. For him to like take it, and I mean, it's basically the same fucking beat. Yeah, and bring that over to yeah, it was like, oh, this is extended the run. And ironically, the uh, Freaka Leak record was what Usher used to re- as a reference for yeah, that was originally supposed to be the song, and Petey Pablo already had it. Yeah. So Lil John went in and said, "I'll just redo the beat, and uh, we'll, we'll just have this version of the song, not knowing you know that it, w- it would blow up what like it was, like just change it just a little bit." What they did, same beat, yeah. same like, same literal. Uh, I mean, he drum added pattern. some sense. He made it arm. He made a better beat with yeah, yeah. Like that's that's what that was. It was like accident beat that was good. <laughs> yeah, somebody made a good rap song to it, but he was like, oh, I can make this better. Yeah, and like he, it's, it's a remix. Yeah, no, literally much. a remix. And yeah, no, nah, yeah, I can't even imagine yeah on the freakily beat. That shit would have probably not even been as big. <laughs> somebody did on Twitter today, literally today, they put uh the instrument, the acapella of yeah over freakily. I think uh, Brian posted it in our chat a couple oh, hours I gotta ago. Check it out. And I don't like how it sounds. I was like, it, it, "No, sorry." Right. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it wouldn't have been. Right. It wouldn't. Uh, Freak a leak was too hard. Yeah. And that 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 shit was just too like I don't know. It wouldn't have worked. It, what if you put Freak a leak over? Yeah. What if you put the instrumental of Yeah over Freak a leak's vocals? Taisha, I mean, somehow. It would probably be a better song, honestly, because that, that new beat was hard. Yeah. And I, I, we were remiss not to mention the Ludacris verse. Um, Absolutely. Went crazy. Very just perfect compliment to that record. Um, milk the Cow. People you didn't know what- said it, you can milk the cow. <laughs> People did not know what Milk the Cow meant. I was like, yeah. what? They used to get censored. They used to get censored, right? Yeah. On BT? <laughs> Uh, but that was back when like l- like vulgar ludicrous was out. Remember old ludicrous albums? I yeah. went back and listened to a couple last year, and I he's was a like, "Freak boy, that nigga was doing some saying some vulgar <laughs> shit on these yeah. albums." I'm like, "Does this nigga think he's like? Who does he think he is? He's like a comedian." Like, I mean, that that's was very much his lane, though. It was yeah. like shock shock jock. Yeah, shock jock were just like you know freaky '90s or early 2000s <laughs> type shit. Splash uh, waterfalls wasn't your shit. No. I mean, it's cool. I'll fuck with that song. Not even the Raphael Sadiq remix? Splash Waterfalls is cool. You know why I didn't like Splash Waterfalls? Because MTV Jams will always play that fucking video, the remix video all the time. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to see the Memphis Bleak Round Here video. I'm not trying to see this shit. I thought you were about to say you want to see P-Popping. I was like, you got to wait till 2 a.m. for P-Popping. Hey, man. On a handstand. On my American American bandstand. Summer stars, flip flops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know what more we can say about yeah than than, like has already said. It's one of the best first songs to open a open an album ever. Uh does does it properly like clue you into what the fuck's about to happen on this album? Because I like to say confessions is like a fuckboy manifesto. 
like confessions is is truly like a fuckboy manifesto. Like it's literally nah, him I get there. Say yeah, <laughs> he said he's talking about some wild shit on this album. Uh, but after yeah, you get to throw black. Uh, <laughs> Throwback. Throwback. <laughs> Throwback. Sorry. Uh, I always remember this song because it's sample or or uh, the state property albums part two samples this later on in the year. Yeah. Later in the year, the uh, the the song with the one of the one of the posse songs in that. But Just Blaze produces this. We talked about it earlier. He kind of again another trend that was going on right then. Samples being really heavy. Kanye mm-hmm. West was big here. Yeah. Kanye West would go on to go on tour with Usher. He was on this the remixes. Yeah, he was on the remix yeah. of this as well um and and again like he he just knew the sign of the times like he he had been in the game and and again not having that long layover of albums allowed him to kind of be inside the conversation instead of adjacent to it but throwback great fucking song yeah like the beat is amazing <laughs> amazing beat um i love the song i love having jadakus on there like the sample chopped it up perfectly mm-hmm. the drums on this shit this is when just was like in his like live drum yeah bag so yeah. like this the drum sounds so crisp like definitely uh one of the standouts one probably i wouldn't say it's my favorite song on here but definitely up there one thing jadakiss gonna do is talk about the dutch being lit i'm like this nigga just can't go a song without this di-. i'm like it's a love song why is the dutch lit hey man sometimes you gotta smoke the smoke it smoke after sex the du- or before <laughs> the dutch he was talking about the pillow lit. being wet from tears i was like wow jada i don't really hear that too much so i can see where the dutch in comes in a little bit of, a little bit of crying a little bit of hit in the dutch do you th- one, thing I, been there? one thing i love about jadakiss today is how we're all amazed that he's able to do athletic things did you see him on the little pull-up bars? The little yeah. gym, the gym. I mean, they, the the locks is a pretty healthy group. Yeah, yeah, no. Like Styles, Styles P owns a bunch of juice bars. Juice bars, and yeah. He might be vegan. Yeah, they're healthy. Healthy gun toters, you know. Uh, song after this, we got to get to it, man. Confessions or Confessions Part Two? Which one? Which one's better? Here's the thing about here's the two? thing about the Confessions that's available online. And right. it's kind of why I really want the standard version of Confessions to be available on streaming services. Yep. Everybody has the ability to hear the deluxe version of Confessions, which is quote unquote the Expanded. part one, the four minute record mm-hmm. of him singing the original one minute mm-hmm. interlude that I prefer, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, over the special four, edition record. Sometimes minutes. I just want to hear the initial interlude before going into Confessions. Yeah, I didn't remember that they had completely swapped out all of the original versions of this album so yeah. when i was like why didn't it end and it kept going i was like this is way too much like it because I, I think the original one going into the second one it, it was very much like a story being told and now it's like okay like you're telling us the same thing on this that you're going to tell us in like three minutes anyway yeah. it, it was weird i like confessions part two but yeah no it, it it's it's a lot of like interludes that go into songs on here yeah and that was the one they kind of flubbed yeah, I mean, they just trying to have two versions of it, I guess. When did when did this expanded version come out, Mark? Do you know when they when they like just scrub the original the original off the face of the map? Uh, special edition ended up coming out that November, I believe, of two thousand four. So a mm-hmm. couple of months after Confessions, I'm not sure when streaming services ended up losing the standard edition of Confessions to only have this special edition, the special edition with the. It's like a greenish, goldish cover of him staring into uh, the cover instead of our usual like brown, goldish yeah. uh, cover that we got on the original Confessions. But, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of a difference. It's a little bit of a difference because we got our bonus records that mm-hmm. are at the end of the special edition. But then all of the main records on the album are called special edition 
uh, tracks of the singles, which they kind of end a little bit early. You don't really get the full record that you do mm-hmm. get on the standard version. And it's like, uh, I, I kind of just want my bonus tracks, but I want to keep the original version of Confessions that we had on CD. So I think the I guess CD, that's the trouble with streaming. I think they did that with the CD version because they, they had to fit it into one CD. But I think with this, I feel like they might be trying to game the system because it's so goddamn long. There's like 20 tracks on this joint. And they're probably like, oh, if they're going to listen to Confessions, let's, let's let them listen to the longest version of it so that we can get the maximum amount of streams out this shit. So that's probably why they did it that way. But um, Confessions Part 2 caused a lot of controversy at the time. This is a radio hit about somebody basically getting uh, having a baby by somebody else uh, that's 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 not his his, you know, his girlfriend. The lyrics and the 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 penmanship of this, Jermaine Dupree was going through it. Yeah, it's Super funny. I don't remember. I I obviously remember the the controversy around the whole album and just like you know him breaking up with Chili and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. the record was played so much. I'm like, was it a controversy or was people just like, oh shit, like this is not the typical R and B song? I think it was both. I, I think it was. I can't believe Usher would do this because people again for some reason think that all songs were like the truth at the time, mm-hmm. but also like. I think it was just like everyone loved him and Chili together. Like that was like the relationship that was black love before yeah. <laughs> before J and B. But like I, I also feel like again, like the subject matter was so controversial and and not heard before, but also very relatable. Like a lot of mm. people at that time were probably going through something like that. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, like definitely was relatable. And I mean, it goes back to our earlier point about him wanting to be like real on yeah. the album and give mm-hmm. people like real scenarios. So. Um, I appreciate it, man. I think, you know, R and B can always tend to be just these like these unbelievable love stories. Yeah. And it's like let's get something a little more serious, a little more um relatable. R and B's really cold too. I think with the R and B now, it's like it's very much like fuck the bitch. Like mm. fucker. <laughs> like fucker or fucker. It's never like begging. You know what I mean? It's never apologetic. It's never any of that stuff. Like even some R and B acts that I like today, like I like Party Next Door. All of this shit is like fuck the bitch. Like yeah. they don't want, I, I don't want her no way. I got mad other bitch. I'm like, I'm just not saying that here. There's a long, he had a boys, the men interlude at the end of the song. Where he's like, the hardest thing I ever do in my life is tell the woman that I love that I'm having a baby by someone. I was like, yeah. damn, this nigga's on the, on his knees. Like it's about us sliding on his knees, <laughs> sliding on his knees. That was the craziest part coming out, coming out the camera and coming. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he, he went there with it. I think, you know, it, it, it was, very much not the norm and that's yeah. why it hits so good yeah for yeah. sure for sure um this is what we call a run because the next like three four songs are all fucking hits off of this joint it was, it was like whoever sequenced this album they deserved a fucking raise and then some because after this you get burn which i think was more for chili than confessions part two was yeah yeah when you think about it probably um because at the time also chili came out and said that he cheated on her and yep. then like he came out and said no i didn't <laughs> yeah that was weird yeah that, but no burn let it burn this shit was this was the one mm-hmm. i think even more than confessions and like yeah it was definitely the you know the party record but mm-hmm. let it burn was the one that slow she was record. hearing yeah slow record but just you were hearing everywhere mm-hmm. like that was like yeah that shit just the the run like literally just the melodies and just the different like the bridge of this shit like yeah it was a shit a special record and every verse on this has something different that he delivers to you every like there's like three verses on it. it's like there's the the, the verse was it i'm like that's my favorite part of the song i'm like that it was like he was just like jamming in there yeah and then it was the man like i'm like bro crazy he, he 
was snapping on that bitch, yo. Burn one of the Burn to me is one of the best R and B songs ever. One I, of the best R and B songs I agree ever. To that. Like like maybe top fifteen. Like it, it is it is up there. It's it's really really good. Um, again, no skips, no skips so yeah. far. Yeah, no, yeah, no so there's, far. there's no skips in this album. Ah. Uh, Ah, uh, there might be uh, so, so so far he's shooting 100 from the field, and he's also three from three on imagery. I think no the yeah skips. video has amazing videography. Confessions we already talked about the sliding throughout the camera, but then also one thing that I really loved about the confessions video is how at the end just just dramatic, just ten out of ten dramatic <laughs> usher of him just staring at the mirror and the mirror just breaks. <laughs> yeah, and, and he just <laughs> I was like, damn, that's crazy. At 13 years old, I was like, wow, that's crazy imagery. And then in Burn, um, what did he do? I forgot what movie he did, but he did something like this. And the trees just all lit on yeah. fire. <laughs> and he's dancing through the soot and everything burning. I was just like, wow, he is literally, this is like, I, it, 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 it kind of gets tough sometimes listening to albums right now and just thinking like, man, is this going to be a classic a little bit down the line? Are we going to be talking yeah. about this for, uh, months down the line, years right. down the line? It literally felt like everything that was dropping from Confessions was a momentous mm-hmm. time yeah. in 2004. And I don't think we get too much of that now. No, absolutely not. No. I think we listen to a. I think we'll listen to an album today, and we'll just be like, oh, on to the next one. I might yeah. go back and listen to old shit after I listen to a new album. I don't know. Um, after this, we got caught up. How y'all feel about caught up? Caught up is hard. Caught up is good. caught up is like the the New York crump, nigga the crumping. I thought I feel like I hear crumping when I hear when I hear <laughs> caught mean, up. You you very much think that Usher's a clown dancer, which is crazy to me. <laughs> you mentioned Tommy the Clown earlier. Now you're hearing crumping and caught up. I, it is very much a dance record. I, I will yeah. tell you this much. When I think about Caught Up, I think about um, when my sister was little, she was being dance classes, yeah. and they used to use this to like warm up that, that song. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Are you, but Caught Up was a record. I fuck with Caught Up. It wasn't like, it wasn't crumping, though. Yes, they were. You don't see niggas, don't see niggas tone whopping in this? No. I ain't seen no, I don't know what New York niggas was doing. They was doing this to Caught Up? They're probably getting light. They're probably getting light to this. You can get light to this. I can't see it. It's like a, I, I I like songs like this that come after a long string of really down. This is like four songs of like downbeat, yeah. very depressing type songs, and then he brings you back up, and then we get into superstar. Uh, you have the interlude that, that leads you into that, mm-hmm. uh, right into superstar. This is my favorite song on the album. Yeah. I was so glad he did this at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. No, this. this I mean, this whole album is fucking fire. So I'm gonna say every song is one of my favorite songs, but caught up i mean superstar crazy record yeah like really just turning the 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 lens on like like you know just like when you when you're an artist you're the superstar yeah and just turning that around and, and making a song about that like i mean obviously dating chili yeah. i think that made it make a little more sense but yeah that was one of the ones for sure but it's like again like like you said flipping the flipping the the roles Mm-hmm. I think what was cool. And it's like, it's very tough sometimes with R&B. You feel like everyone said everything already. Yeah. And it's like, now it's like, no, you are the star. And then having all of the metaphors, I think are the best parts of the song to me. Um, I wish he would have like got to like that first verse. That first verse is so fucking good. And I wish that he would have got to that at the Super Bowl because it's like, yo, this is really one of his underrated songs. Like I look at it now, it's got like some of the lowest streams of anything on the album. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we only got like two or two, three lines on the record at the Super Bowl. That's why I was like, oh, come on. You could have at least done he the got, whole first verse. He got the bright lights. Uh, that He got that whole stanza out and then he went on to the next song. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really That's I wasn't pissing really me off. Part. And uh, it also samples, it also samples a record from one of the greatest albums of all time. If you never listened to her, if you never listened to the Mac soundtrack, mm-hmm. please do. Willie mm-hmm. Hutch, 10 out of 10 record. 
nice, nice 1970s uh, album goes with the film. Uh, and we also get a classic sample with this. Whether you're just discovering your voice or taking your show to the next level, you know what the world needs to hear. All you have to do is say it. With Spotify, set up your podcast, your food podcast, your mindfulness podcast, your never thought you'd get this far podcast, and watch those sparks fly. Drop the episode anywhere people listen and find out who they're cooking with where they're finding inner balance and why they love your show. <laughs> You're already a creator. Now you can create, connect, and get paid for your passion with one single free tool. Spotify for podcasters. Talk where the world listens. You just released a new episode on Spotify, but don't just release episodes. Stand out on the world's most popular listening platform, wherever your show is hosted, with Spotify for podcasters. So don't just publish a podcast. Guide listeners to recommended content, featured episodes, and more. Don't just talk to your listeners. Use Q&As and polls to engage fans where they already are. Don't just check your stats. Find out where on Spotify you're being discovered and more. Tap a global audience of over 500 million. Then turn those listeners into fans with Spotify for podcasters. Uh, after this, we get to. I gotta give it. I I, I gotta say this is a skipper right here. This is a skip for you. Truth hurts. Truth hurts is is this is the fuck what reason this, to believe. Juven, <laughs> that song was fire. This but, is a skipper. Uh, 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 well, bro, you're crazy. This is a skipper. Not a skipper. So this me. this album goes for a hundred percent from the field all the way for 11, 11 I, songs. I absolutely believe it's no skips in this album. Simple thing. Oh, that's it. The truth hurts. Was kind of just like, because it, it, to me, it felt like we're retreading ground. But also, like, nigga, you was just apologize. You was just basically like, my bad. Now you're like, no, nah, I think you doing something. That's, that's how it be, though. That's the core. Well, that's why this record's so real. That's how I be in a relationship. I was like, what? Like, come on, bro. I, I I think the songwriting was a little bit like. I feel like they wrote this before they wrote all the other songs. That's what it felt like to me. What about you, Mark? Um, I'm not going to lie. This is the cool down period of the album for me. Um, no likes on these next two records. Not to necessarily say that they're bad records. Wow. I think, uh, who worked on these? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? If yeah. I recall which correctly, is, which I might is crazy have that, that It's crazy that they had like the, eh, <laughs> like the downward songs. It's yeah, a cool, yeah. cool down period. I'm Bro, not saying it's bad. I just thought uh, you said no likes on, on Truth Hurts and Simple Things. I'm going to be real with you again. I'm skipping. I'm skipping simple things too. Wow, this This, is a great record, man. The simple things thing is like a very much an R and B trope. Your man, your man bought you a Rolex, but he don't got the time to spend with you. Like, bro, (laughs) that's what we we got that with Joe. Things your man won't do uh, six years earlier. Y'all crazy, bro. This is a hell of a record. (laughs) It's not. It's. I just feel like it's time. No, the, bro, the the melodies he's using in this one, do 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 do, bro, all that shit is fire. That's what I'm saying. It's not it's not a bad record. I just feel like it's just what it's like. High. I mean, you can't go high the whole fucking thing. You gotta smooth it out, do different things. I, like I, these are all. I, one thing I commend about this album is it's a lot of different types of R and B, but yeah. it's all done at a very high level. Yeah, that's true. Sure. It's true. Like I, that's why I'm like this. This you need these type of songs. I'm not doubt. Yes. Albums need filler. 
For sure. It can't, like... I don't even call it filler, but I feel you. I feel you hear you, but I I, I don't even think I, it's filler. I'm not, I'm not filler. Like, albums need cool down or albums need songs that are not, yeah. like, that... I'm not going to say didn't have as much care as other songs, but it's like they they need songs that aren't, like, the singles. You know what I'm saying? Aren't, yeah. like, the, the, the breakouts. I get that. Because, like, everyone loves an album cut. I think these are album cutty as album cuts. Like, they, these are literally, like... Remember Usher Truth Hurts? And someone would be like, no. But I remember the, <laughs> the, the two songs. I remember the song that comes after the that. I think I remember Truth Bro, the, the next four records are all uppercuts. I'm just yes. going to tell you that right now. And are all better than Truth Hurts. And he has the a, simple things. But it's not to say that they're bad records. Just the highs are high. And he has an absolutely psychotic record. It comes like two songs after I, this. If you say so. Because <laughs> Do It To Me is, I like it. But it's like, that's a, obviously a Prince record. Like, he wants to like... <laughs> I'll take maybe simple things over that. Truth no. hurts. Like wow. at least it's original. To me, truth hurts and simple things are just stepping stones that get us to bad girl. Yeah. It's back that's up. Not, it's not bad to be that. It's not bad to be that. We up again. Bad girl, with bad no, bad girl's my shit. Dude, bad girl. I, I told bad. you he batted a hundred for on this album to me. I like every single song. Bad girl, what y'all know about a supermodel? Again, flipping the flipping the mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not the star, you're the star. The ladies are, and that's why I like this this record. Because even if he was doing wrong, he's talking to the ladies. Yeah. He's apologizing to the ladies. My bad. Y'all are the superstars. Y'all are bad girls. Did y'all? Did they play this in the club for y'all? When um, we used to go to the club. I mean, shit. Uh, this is two thousand four. I mean, yeah, they I'm were 13, playing in the twenty tens. They played in twenty tens. Uh, yeah, I mean, nah, not really. A little bit of it. I was a lot in the of, club. They was playing YG. As uh, as a A plus. Um, we they DJs in Virginia would play this record as like a, a transition into like sure other yeah, yeah that's fair yeah they would play a transition into like uh, back that thing up or something like that they would they would hit the <laughs> what y'all know about a supermodel uh, first verse all the way into another song like look yeah out of hell hell that would be hilarious if and that would happen then we get to and I'm being completely candid and honest here I forgot this record was on this out al- was on this album. I don't know what I was doing when I was a kid and I was listening to this and, and this record came on. That's what it's made for. It's psychotic. Great song. That's <laughs> that raw song dog anthem. It's psychotic. It's, you know what's funny though? I like that's what it's made for because the bass line to it reminds really me of a reggae song. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a reggae ass bass line, but it's one of the ones. Like it, I mean, yes, it's freaky as hell. It's a freak ass song. The girl, I wonder, I always wonder who was the background vocals on here, the girl. It might have been the girl that he got pregnant early. I feel like that's what it's made for. It should have been before Confessions. That would have made for a, a more sick, a oh psychotic record. The, the background <laughs> vocals are Patrice Butterfly Stewart. Who the hell's Butterfly? Butterfly? Huh. I don't, I don't she know. spells it with two Ds, huh? No, B-U-T-T-A-H-P-H-L-Y. Oh, okay. I don't know who that oh, is. Who was that? I know Faith Evans was, the, was on uh, Superstar. Yeah. There. yeah, she did background on Superstar. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what it's made for. If anybody doesn't know, it's about Usher forgetting his condoms and being like, I can't do this, man. But then doing it anyway. Yeah, she was like, fuck it. And then doing it multiple times in the record. But you, but you know the ladies need a freak off record, freak off, you know. I feel like people will clutch their pearls at this today. Uh, then again, really? no. What the? They listen to worse shit. Yeah, I'm like, look at what, listen what, to what rap shit. is now. Sexy. Rich Baby Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> rap is terrible. <laughs> Rich Baby Daddy is just is out. I like this record a lot, though. Like, yeah. as crazy as it is, I like this record a lot. Like, this this is, again, different styles of R&B, mm-hmm. a style of R&B that you don't even really hear like that no more. Mm. Like, I feel like R&B might be too nasty. Like, to me, I'll take all that I said back. 
This is tame compared to what we got today. Right? This is extremely tame compared to what we got today. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's the thing. Like, nothing on this album was, like, like I said, was all relatable. Yeah. But now when you hear R&B records, it's, like, not relatable. Yeah. It's almost like, fuck the bitch, then I went and fucked a friend right after. Like, yeah. It's like, damn, nigga, did you really? Like, that's what happens to, like. I fucked two bitches at the same time. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm like, all right. Cool, man. Like, <laughs> This is relatable. Everybody's been in this situation. That's what it's made for. Oh, you forgot man. the condom. She's like, "Fuck it, I don't care. I'm about to come. Don't come yet." Like it's just that's. Not, well, she said she's clean. I was yeah. like, "Yo," <laughs> I was like, "What?" That's. I'm just saying, bro. Like that's. Everybody's been in that situation. Oh my god! And then after this, we get um. Can you handle it? Another one. I love can you handle? Yeah, it. that's another one. That's that. You know, it's the penmanship of this shit, man. Like these motherfuckers was in a zone. For however long they recorded this from 2003 to 2004, they were in a fucking zone. And this is just another more proof to it. Uh, oh, wow. I, I, I almost asked, was this uh, was this another Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? This is actually penned by Robin Thicke. Person yeah, you that's the Robin Thicke joint. Can you handle it? He was Robin Thicke at this point was about to have his moment, too. Literally the next year. Yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. who produced this. James Gass. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, Robin Thicke produced this. Yeah, show. he produced it. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, yeah he, uh, and, and again, signed a Star Trek. He got one of the best Neptune's beats. Actually, not. Did, did I want to love you? I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. Want to love you, girl? Is a higher end Neptune's beat. It's like a. It's a loop. Higher end Pharrell verse. It's, it's a loop. This guy's a hater. <laughs> it's a loop. It's a loop. We, we, we did get we did get his feature on Shooter. Shooter was not, Shooter. Well, it ended up being a flip until Wayne brought Thick into the video, which yeah. is actually very cool. You know, it is what it is. Uh, <clears throat> uh, do it to me. Classic. Gotta be, gotta be real. Don't say you're skipping this. Slight skipper. I, I like Do It To Me. Slight skipper. You don't hear this beat? You gonna skip this beat? <laughs> I, I like Do It To Me. It's, it's, that's, that's probably one of the... I mean, it's obviously Prince-inspired. Yes. But it's one of the most like... That's what I can't get over. It's one of the more creative songs on here. I'm like, oh, okay, like you really like you doing that. I can't get over how much of a Prince song it is. And just the falsetto he's singing in. It's like, oh, you like really... You, you're talented. I know he can sing, but I'm just like... It's just so derivative to me. If it sounds derivative, I don't know. That's three sketch. It's still a perfect album, though. Yeah, I- it's not a bad song. I'm just not listening to it again. I'm just not gonna listen to it again. Uh, the, now here's where the album would end if you lived in 2004. Uh, take your hand. No, it's the- actually follow me. Oh no, no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Take your hand is uh is the next song on the album. You know, you you, you skip this. I skip these. There the last two, I skip. There you go. But it's just because, like the the before the run, can you handle it? Do it, do it to me. Those are so like those are two songs I have sex to. <laughs> I, I, like, well, how long is is four minutes? Then you got three minutes. Yeah, I'm it's like, a little long in the tooth. I'm like, yeah, ten ten minutes in. I'm like, all right. It's it's a, the album gets a, the album's lengthy to to say the and, least. And, and I think we've already reached its message already. I think we've got yeah. the synopsis yeah. of what's going on in this yeah. album. So yeah. take your hand is just like, hey, you want me to? I, we doing this or not? So that's yeah. the that's take your hand and then follow me ends up being you know the outro there. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, we get my boo, which which everyone has something to say about the performance of the Super Bowl. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, why why are niggas so insecure on online? Well, I mean, besides that, people are stupid. They're performers. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, I was more concerned about Alicia kind of off key. Yeah. Well, but, they fixed it. Yeah, people. yeah. I heard they fixed it. They so. fixed it. I don't know how they did that. AI. I mean, shit. Ah. They got the stems and shit. So yeah. I just, <laughs> that is and you got to think about it like those, like, 
like her, you know, she wasn't playing the guitar, but that's like a real law. Like you can't yeah. play the guitar on stage or some shit. Like it's you like can't? it's some law against that. Like during those performances, you can't actually play the instrument. It's a weird law. I forgot what it is exactly. For Super Bowl? It's for performances on television or something like that. I, I got to look it up. But there's a law, a reason. There's like a very valid reason why she wasn't actually playing the guitar. Because yeah, I guess you need the wire and niggas could trip over the wire. Yeah, I forgot. No, it's like a law. Like, I forgot what it is. It's not even anything like production-wise. Like okay. Actual and it's not, just, and it just, it's not just in the state of Nevada. It's television in general. Yeah, it's like a television law. What would you feel about the, the her? I was uh, a good little ad, added bonus. I was wondering how he was going to incorporate people that weren't actually on songs and shit yeah. like that. Wasn't mad at it. I like um, her. My boo. What what left is there to say about my boo? I, I think really good song. Great chorus. Great duet. Yeah. Um, Alicia was hot at the moment. Super hot. Usher was, you know, hot, obviously. I like it. It's a good song. My Great song. Oh, my oh, my yeah, oh. Yeah, they went my crazy. Oh, like, come on. Uh, Everybody says that. Honestly, Alicia Keys is undefeated on the duets. She got some mean ones there in catalog. Mm-hmm. If you think about her shit, like Diary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, I won't tell. Yeah, like them shits is like she really, she knows what to do when she get in the studio with a nigga. <laughs> shit crazy. I'm about to say who did she fight in versus again? It was John Legend. They yep, had a good it was moment. John Legend. Oh yeah. Uh, after this, gotta say weakest little John beat probably ever. Oh come on, Red Lights kind of weak. I don't even get to this part of the album. Like, I don't really listen to this shit. <laughs> Red Lights kind of weak. Come on, Mark. That shit's weak. For him to have this is his second appearance on his album, and this is what they give us. I just bullshit. remember this special edition being like really huge, even to the commercial wise. I think Little John voiced the commercial, and he was like, "Hey, the seduction, red light." I forgot, I forgot what he said on the on the commercial, but they made it sound so huge. And when it leaked online, I was just like, "Wow, these records are insane." So my boo, huge for me. Red light, seduction, those end up being huge records, and then of course the remix of Confessions at the end. But I I like Red Light, seduction. Uh, seduction was cool. Seduction's I actually cool. like seduction a lot. Um, seduction's crazy yeah it's cool i like seduction a lot my boo is the star of this yeah but seduction seduction is is, is, it ain't no slouch um and then we get to the confessions part two remix with shine shine just got out by the way no it wasn't Uh, the shine one from jail no he was in jail he was in jail he he said on the phone who put that together i don't know i'm like why did they put that together it never made sense to me honestly it was strange but with him twisted kanye west of course synergy with kanye west with them going on tour later that year um, or actually, they, when this came out, it was like the summertime. So they were about to, he was about to drop a late registration, right? Nope. No, it was called dropout. Yeah, college dropout. Yeah, college dropout would have been, well, as of today, it was, uh, it turned 20 years old on like three days ago, five days ago. Or five days ago. Yeah. And then, and then this came out the month after. Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad he came out, uh, that early. But confessions by the numbers here, uh, when it released 1.1 million sold first week, the highest first week sales. Where male R and B artist seventh best in Nielsen history, over fifteen million copies sold, thirteen million in the U S. No one's beating this record as far as male R and B. Nobody's beating. I don't it. think anybody will. I don't think yeah. anybody will. Honestly, I yeah. mean, we'll see. There might be somebody that pops up and do it, but it's tough. It, it's not looking good right now. Excuse me, not right now though. Honestly, yeah. it's like because R and B is so bedroom. Yeah, I mean, Frank Ocean ain't beat this shit. Nah. Frank Ocean is very oh, niche. No, did he? Niche, on, but then he also just comes it comes out of nowhere where it's like yeah. no lead up. But I, I went, I'm surprised. Has Frank Ocean gone like multiple? Pl- oh, he's gone multiple platinum for sure. Trying to Orange was multi time platinum, but has he yeah, gone Frank- five? And his releases always have some funny uh, have some funny shit around it. Let yeah, me take a look. that's what I'm saying. Like it's always like a weird like a release schedule or a cadence or because because remember uh, Channel Orange is gold, ooh. blonde is one time platinum. Makes that's sense. too niche. Yeah, it's too niche. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not like this. 
Like he ain't making like, but that that's to his credit. Like he doesn't really want to go that lane. But I think yeah, that, that's his lane. I yeah. think Frank Ocean could accurately pen songs that are like this. Good. I mean, he's done it before. I don't you know, know what if I mean? He can. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Frank Ocean can't make these songs. I'm saying write them, right? No, uh, no. He could <laughs> no. Love really? him. Really? Think Frank is dope. Frank ain't writing. Yeah. Confessions. He ain't writing. That's what it's made for. Yeah. He. I mean, for real, he definitely not right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's not right here. I love Frank. Frank is really fucking dope. Talented. I might go listen to some Frank Ocean when I get to the car. But... I tried to hold it. Caught up? You think he can write a caught up? Nah, I think. Well, it's a thing. Because the thing is, if he write caught up, he's going to have to mention the ColecoVision or some shit in it or fucking Atari or some shit. Yeah. He ain't making I, I just don't. I Like, again, I, I get really sad about the state of like what's going on right now because. We need records like this. They, they this was a seismic shift in R and B. Like after this, there were so many that came after him. There was Chris Brown. There mm-hmm. was a lot of people that came after him that followed this blueprint. Yeah, I mean Chris Brown's probably the last of the Mohicans as far as this blueprint. Yeah, nowadays niggas is just. But even he like fuck the bitch and I'm rapping. Yeah, and but no, nah, he still he still be he still got the, the songs for the ladies for sure for sure. They too they too. Like, Josh, the Chris Brown R and B records is too hard. Nah. Like they, they soft, but they like. No, they, like under the hard. influence and shit like that ain't hard. Some the, the way he presents them is like no, it's his just look you because you hard, just bro. think Chris Brown is hard because you know him as a person. Exactly, but the music, <laughs> the music ain't hard. Like you put, it's like lipstick on a pig, bro. Like you put it on somebody else. Like I think you give this, like you give us Chris Brown song somebody else, it comes off a little bit better. Nah, he, I mean he Chris just, Brown still got some shit. Bro. It's, I mean, we have talked about uh, new generation classics. I think uh, Bryson Tiller ended up making his way into that conversation. Do you think that? Not for me. You think that did for better or for worse? I don't worse. think Bryson Tiller's album is a classic. Trap Soul. I don't think it's a classic. I would. I would put P and D two over Trap Soul. I would. By all means, yes. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Trap Soul. Not, it's not it for me. The thing about Trap Soul is that it's also too well. For one, he can't sing. In my opinion, it's my opinion. But two is really derivative of a lot of shit. It's like it's like it's too, it's really sample heavy. That's number one. There's no instrumentation behind Bryson Tiller's music at all. So it's yeah. like it's all of it is samples. Literally, Jodeci, uh, Usher, uh, fucking a, a bunch of shit that he that he sampled. It's like there was a there was a originality to what Usher was doing at this time, where it was like again, there's instrumentation, there's there's writing, um, there's relatability, there's things that are going on that like we just don't see anymore. And I think that like Bryson Tiller, he has one lane. I hurt you, girl. My bad. I hurt you. Like, oh, and I'm rapping, too. Awesome. Yeah, I just heard that record you just put out. <laughs> the Detroit sound and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. Like, R&B really, like, R&B really is dying. We got four bats. <laughs> this new PND this year? Hopefully. PND, he's still going to be on the same shit. It is some shit that's kind of bubbling. Like, I've heard about this. This kid named Miles stuff I've been hearing what about. You, what you feel about Lucky Day? You know what? Lucky Day's cool. He's, but he's not a performer. Yeah, I mean, Lucky Day's cool, but I'm not. I, I ain't heard nothing. I'm like, oh shit. I yeah. like you know a project I really like. Yeah. Um, I'm not blanking on my guy's name. Daniel Caesar's last project. I heard it was good. I like. I've it. heard it was good, but we need to have like the triple threat: singing, dancing. Yeah. And nobody giving us all that. Nobody's These giving us lazy. That. Yeah. Nobody's giving us that. Four bats don't even look we like. We got Jacquees. You can't dance. You can't. What? what you mean? I've never, never seen Jacques dance. He dances all the time. He dances. He's, that's, he's, literally he's, his, that's literally his thing. I've never seen Jacques. He's the king R and B. He's the king R. I've never seen him dance. Oh my god! I'm, I'm looking at some... this, I'm looking at this R and B playlist. Wow, this is really this it's is sad. 
the male the male R and B is very very low right now. I'm looking yes. at a Friday. Oh, uh, I like on. I like I like some I like some Friday. Friday. That's not really dancing. That nigga singing. Uh, I mean, that's not really singing. I mean, he sounds like Paul. He sounds like Paul Bearer. I was gonna say he sounds like uh, <laughs> uh, Young Blue. I fuck with Young Blue. That's Come not R and B. That's just damn rappers. R&B. He can still he can sing. Uh, uh, Aaron Ray. Who's that? R and B. Tone Tone Stiff. Aaron Ray's from L.A. I think. Yeah, he should be from. I bet you, uh, Kalan, Leon Thomas. I bet you, Thomas. We bigged up Leon Thomas I bet on the you show. Kalan, for real, for real, on that on that playlist. Kalen. Kalen. I like. He's not on there, but Leon Thomas is one. But he doesn't dance. Yeah, we need the triple threat. Ain't no triple threats. Anyway, for March, I got the, I got the topic. Since we brought him up earlier in the show, we're gonna have to listen to an Eminem record. Oh my god! For March. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, Let's wow. do Eminem show for next month. Eminem show in March. Yeah. I guess if y'all want, I'm not looking at dancing. He's doing the Usher. The Usher man is really a trendsetter because he's dancing like Usher right now. He's doing like the little Usher walk. Remember that? You remember this he said the Usher walk when you used to do the little uh, moonwalk to the side? Oh yeah, they didn't call it that for y'all. The Usher walk? No, no, we didn't. Call no, it. Oh so. man, we just called it jigging. Niggas should be at school doing the Usher walk. Eminem. Here's the thing. Well, here's the, I, here's I don't want to do Eminem show if you're just gonna Carter for it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, are you going to give it a fair shot? Or are you going to Carter for it? I mean, for me, it's like, I'll listen to it because that, that had um the Nate Dog record on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's no, at the like end. That. That's at the end of the record. And it's a long album, too. Yeah. All right, we can do it. Eminem show. I We can, we got to give him some props, though, because that, that is one of my favorite lyrical albums of all time, though. That sounds terrible. Oh, my. If we're going to Carter for it, we're not going to do it. Hey, man. Whatever y'all want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's gonna Carter for it. <laughs> He's about nah, the Carter for it. Pivot, pivot. Carter for it. I just it's worse than the Carter for. No, Josh, Eminem show first, is not worse than the Carter for. First off, you're wilding. Second off, because here's the thing: I can't do Marshall Mathers LP. I can't go back to that one. That one's hard to listen to. That one's like, and other than like, uh, other than uh, what, what's the joint? What's the joint? I am whatever you say I am. The rest of those joints is a blur to me. Mm. It, it's very much like I can't do it. Eminem show is actually like. One to me his his best album. Let's take a look at what turns. Uh, let's take a look at some anniversaries on in March. It didn't even got to be anniversaries. That's fair. You see that that be. I see that to me my top two was was Eminem show or a UGK record. UGK record. The, one, be the nice. one from 05. The one with uh, the double disc. No, the one with hanging us out. Yeah. We know rap started in the motherfucking East. Niggas want to listen to Square Dance. Come on. <laughs> That's one record. <laughs> Say goodbye to Hollywood. Come on, man. My dad's going crazy. <laughs> you, well, here's what? the thing. Josh, you know these records. You I know do. I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember where I was at listening to this shit. Like, I remember who had this CD. Because I definitely didn't have a CD. My homie Stefan had the CD. And we used to go to his place and play fucking uh, GameCube. <laughs> Why did you say the way he just said the way he just did the hand with GameCube? I just remember he had his GameCube. Jamaican homie. Listen, fuck it. Eminem show next month. This is going to be a good one because there's going to be a lot of controversy to talk about. Uh, or we could do like post beef Eminem. We could do encore and we could really Carter for it. I'm not doing unless un- unless unless you want I me. Mean, we did have this on the list. You want to do documentary? Oh, that's a good one. Let's do documentary. That's a great album. Let's do documentary. Yeah, let's do that. Documentary and then April we'll do Eminem show. Okay. Documentary next month. Let's follow the trend of, of these early, mid-2000s because it's less depressing then and the music was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do that. Documentary. I don't mind going back to that. I haven't listened to documentary in a couple years. So uh, March documentary, April, um, we're going to do Eminem show. So 
Be ready, y'all. Thank you guys for listening. This has been a great episode. This, I've had a lot of fun uh, going back to Confessions. Great album. 10 out of 10. It's a class, oh, I wanted to ask, is it the best, is it the best um, R&B album of all time? Shit. It depends on what you categorize R&B. Like, were those Marvin Gaye albums R&B? Because those are better. I, is it one of the best? Of one of the R&B. best, for sure. Top 10. Yeah. Top 10. Definitely top 10. Yeah. Definitely. Top 10. What about you, Mark? I mean, top um, five. Depends if you want to if you want to keep it in that '90s 2000s era. Like Josh said, it does depend what you consider as R and B. Do people consider Lauren Hill's album R and B? Do they consider it rap? She, um, she doing both. Even back then, you had um, what did you have back then? Donnell Jones albums ends up being really big for people. Um, Is it? Does Donnell Jones? Where I want to be. That's a good album. Yeah, that's good. Classic. I mean, it ain't this up there lo- with this. This love's on there. Where I want to be's on there. It's not up there with uh, this. Confessions, you know what's Mark. ups on there? Those are three. Those Mark, are three gems. Mark confessions. Fifteen. Compared times, to, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't think anything's gonna compare it to a diamond album. What's even? What's even <laughs> second? I don't. Uh, what's What's even second to confessions? It's funny how niggas are. now are like very much like a diamond album. Like y'all care about record sales from like then. And I this do. Is so by all means, topic. by all means, I do. Okay, so so Carnival, Kanye West. So I'd be a top ten debut, man. That's a great record. Has this has this been bothering you all week? <laughs> Josh has been okay. Let, let's I don't think I don't. I think let's he's trying to like. No, 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 Easy twenty twenty four, baby. Let me go. <laughs> let me go back to this, okay? Because I've been ignoring it all week. I've been, he's been trying it. to uppercut you all been, week. Twenty twenty four, baby. Josh is just trying to. Y'all about to cry, yo. So a couple days ago. Shout out Elliot Wilson. He said, Where's the kid is the light? And I don't here's the thing. We're supposed to be recording Black Print. I was gonna bring this up on Black Print, but I guess we gotta do it now. No, we can save it for Black Print. <laughs> no, no, do yeah, it now. Do it now. We gotta, baby. we gotta do it now. So Elliot Wilson says, This is so fucking Josh is the craziest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I just it just dropped in my head because it's like, damn, this is so high up on sales. This shit's selling. Here's my thing, right? Here's <laughs> I just I mean, want to know, man. Yeah, I, got tears in my eyes. I don't know if it's selling. I, I just want to know, man. I got tears in my eyes right now. That's how weak I am with this shit. So he said, so somebody, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was Benz or it was Armand or somebody in the chat said, uh, you know, or, or it was Cam. He said he got Rich the Kid on a hit. And I said, I said something to the effect of like, a hit is a stretch or something like that. <laughs> it's just, just like, Josh has just been mad at that comment for days. <laughs> it's literally a hit. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know okay. what, is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Here's man? the thing. When I said that, when I said that, it was literally the day that the shit came out. Yeah, man, but I, I caught it early. It's a hit. I knew it. I knew it was going to be a hit. So I'm just trying to figure out now, are our hits numbers or music Josh, case? I don't have a problem saying it's a hit. I said at the time a hit is a stretch. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's not, also a new album that just came out. It's not a stretch. It, it's also that, an album that, that just came out. That's why I didn't even play it. That I haven't even played it yet. I haven't even heard. I, only time I've heard um, Carnival is on the TikTok. There's this kid who always dances to the fucking song, and I just oh, keep the black to kid, it. yeah, glasses. the black kid. He keeps dancing. That's the only I've only heard the play, but there, he keeps doing the <laughs> he keeps doing that shit. That's the only that's the only thing I've heard from this album. I will admit it's a hit. I don't have a problem admitting it's a hit. I, I, I don't think you do. I'm just trying. I was just trying to figure it out. No, you were. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's a hit these days. Is it numbers? Is it, is it music? I don't Bro, know. This thing has been trying to kill me for days off of this. I just been trying to figure it out, man. <laughs> but I'm glad you admitted it's a hit. So can we? So no, but fuck that. Can we admit Ozzy Osbourne is a fucking legend? Then I mean, you'd probably be more of a legend for the, the the reality show than the music. He is not. That is not the truth. All right. That's not the truth. 
Niggas ain't listen to fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Niggas absolutely listen to Ozzy Osbourne. All right, shout out to him. So, so if, if we, were I can, just if, talk, we were just talking about Little John. Little John is a huge Ozzy Osbourne fan. So if I can, that. if I can say right here, if I can say right here, <laughs> right. it was a hit. I'm Josh, just saying niggas listen to niggas listen to uh, niggas Ozzy listen to Ozzy Osbourne. Right. Good for them. Trick Daddy listen to Ozzy Osbourne. You're naming some some nefarious characters. <laughs> what? Lil Wayne and Trick so Daddy. So is it a nigga or is it a nigga? Is it a nigga or is it a nigga? <laughs> exactly. What kind of nigga do you Is want? it a nigga or is uh, it a nigga? All right, man. Shout out to Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> all right. There we go. Because if it's a hit or not a hit, is it a nigga or is it not a, is it not a nigga? All right, man. All right. Got it. There you got go. It. Can I Can I, Can I? I? Can I tell you guys as soon as we leave the top 25 highest selling R&B albums of all time? Maybe what? you can guess them. Uh, confessions. Uh, probably fucking twelve play or R Kelly album. Probably uh, heartbreaker. Probably char- probably chocolate factory. Low key. Yeah, might be up Come there. On, man, we might need to put one of those in the mix. Nah, so I, t- I told uh, you that we would do a throwblacks. If I, I told you how we would, we're gonna do a R Kelly throwblacks, huh? We're gonna do twelve play two p two. Whatever one you do, if you don't, if you, but you know what you can't do though. What I can't do? <laughs> you, we talked about it last episode. I forgot. I can't wait. You because you was in your bit because you was doing a bit. That's why. <laughs> Sad, man, the music's good. Separate the man from the art. <laughs> this nigga, man. Go- what are they, Marks? We can get out of here, bro. All right. There's a couple albums that have sold 7 million. The Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, yes. Usher My yeah. Way, yeah. The Emancipation of Mimi, yeah. Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel, Wow. Songs in A Minor by Alicia Keys, wow. uh, Tony Braxton's debut album in 1993. Um, that has sold 8 million. Tony Braxton's Secrets has sold 8 million. Wow. The R by He Who Shall Remain Nameless, also 8 Damn. million. Uh, Michael Jackson, Dangerous, eight million. Destiny's Child, The Writings on the Wall, eight million. Mariah Carey's debut is nine million. Wow. Cooley High Harmony is nine million. Uh, Whitney by Whitney Houston is ten million. Uh, Confessions, this says ten million. This is from it's, last year, so I'm sure it's changed since then. It's Fifteen. Uh, Songs in the Key of Life, ten million. Music Box, Mariah Carey, ten million. Jesus. Lionel Richie, Can't Slow Down, ten million. Miseducational Lauren Hill, ten million. Bad by Michael Jackson's at eleven million. Daydream is at 11 million. Crazy Sexy Cools at 12 million. Shit. Two by Boys to Men's at 12 million. Whitney Houston's at 14 million, her debut. Uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack is at 18 million. Thriller is at 34 million. Jesus. Yeah. Usher's in some good company. Yeah. yeah. Some good company. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to our last five minutes of. <laughs> No, we're just getting the facts. We gotta straight. run this carnival combo back. We're just there's, getting no, the facts there's no conversation. We, we're gonna run it back there's next no week or whenever <laughs> we do black print. We're gonna do black print in a couple days. Yeah. And we might start the episode off with that. It's the record I, I of, might, of the of the week for sure. It's the hottest record on the streets right now. Streets? I will I will agree Absolutely. with Josh that this is Kanye's better record in a very long time. Not that there's a lot of competition. I won't listen to it. Good. Good. I won't. Right, it's not because it's politics. Cause that nigga sucks. Okay. As a, as a rapper, he, I don't listen to things that suck. Cardi's on there. You he listen to Cardi. I'll listen to Cardi. Cardi don't suck. Cardi don't suck. Okay. I mean, maybe like the musically the better. The rapping is very much the same. Niggas is just complimenting the beat and got a nice little flow. I like. Well, he sound like Thug. That's probably why I fuck with the carnival shit. <laughs> like that, like when this, thug this new flow from Cardi is. I just here's my thing. I just miss Young Thug, bro. That's really what it is. So listen to uh, Young Young Easy. Who? Young Easy. Who's that? Kanye West. All right, I'm out. We're out, y'all. All right, bro. Northy. Uh, we'll see. You, talking. We'll see you Northy. next month. We'll see you next month <laughs> for. We'll see you next month for the game documentary. We should have a lot to talk about. Also, a big LA album, so you should probably have a lot of stories about oh, that. Yeah. 
Uh, and came yeah. out around the same time as this too. It's crazy. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Throw blocks. We'll see you next month for Josh and MC. I'm Justin. We'll see you guys next next month. Peace. Whether you're just discovering your voice or taking your show to the next level, you know what the world needs to hear. All you have to do is say it. With Spotify, set up your podcast, your food podcast, your mindfulness podcast, your never thought you'd get this far podcast, and watch those sparks fly. Drop the episode anywhere people listen and find out who they're cooking with where they're finding inner balance and why they love your show. (laughs) You're already a creator. Now you can create, connect, and get paid for your passion with one single free tool. Spotify for podcasters. Talk where the world listens. You just released a new episode on Spotify, but don't just release episodes. Stand out on the world's most popular listening platform, wherever your show is hosted, with Spotify for podcasters. So don't just publish a podcast. Guide listeners to recommended content, featured episodes, and more. Don't just talk to your listeners. Use Q&As and polls to engage fans where they already are. Don't just check your stats. Find out where on Spotify you're being discovered and more. Tap a global audience of over 500 million. Then turn those listeners into fans with Spotify for podcasters.